welcome back to season three. Here we go, bud. Of that mm-hmm. other Masonic podcast. It's like we were never gone. I know. It's like we just ended season two yesterday. We just, we just ended season two yesterday. So. Exactly. About what? Feel like 15 minutes? Uh, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. <laughs> uh, Brother Jared Atkins. I'm Todd Whaley. Coming to you from Bethlehem Lodge 574 in b- small town southern Birdseye, Indiana. Todd, we got a treat today. Yeah, we do. We okay. A new event. We, 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 to, we have a new event. We there. just promoted an event and uh, we, we spent. You know, two seasons promoting it. Now mm-hmm. we decided there's another event we're going to promote. Yes. I think it's a good one. So uh, this is called the CW Ward Annual Cave Degree, and it's going down in Mount Vernon. Now, hang on. Mount Vernon not, what? Not Mount Vernon, Indiana, which is not far from us. Not, not Mount not, Vernon, Illinois. Which isn't far from us. A place I've never heard of, Mount Vernon, Kentucky. Yeah, down there in the Bluegrass State. And we've got a brother on the phone here. We're going to let him introduce himself. This is the brother responsible for putting this together. Well, he's Secretary of the Lodge put together. Well, Secretary of the Lodge put but we're gonna we're gonna get on here and we're gonna let him talk a little bit about this degree and about his Masonic journey and we're gonna yeah. see if we can help this. So uh, yeah. Brother Jimmy, if you wouldn't mind, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's uh, Jimmy Hampton. I'm past grandmaster, current secretary or past master, not grandmaster. <laughs> oh, I thought, man, past. we got a celebrity. Yeah, here. man. <laughs> <laughs> lofty dreams, lofty dreams. Oh yeah. Uh, Past master of C.D. Ward, Lodge Number Nine Sixty One, East Barnstack, Kentucky. Current mm-hmm. secretary, mm-hmm. Uh, member of Scottish Rite, and uh, as far as credentials, that's about all I got. Well, you know what? That's enough. You get yeah, that P.M. Funny. behind your name. That carries a little bit of weight, no matter where you go. That's right. So tell us, tell tell us a little bit about this this cave degree. Todd and I, uh, brother Todd and I. Uh, June 24th, went to a small town in South Central Illinois to watch a Master Mason degree being put on by a Native American team from the state of Oklahoma. And we were talking about, man, this is really cool, these different degrees. And then not just a day later when we get back home to the confines of the Hoosier State, we come across this cave degree going on in Kentucky. What can you tell us about this? Well, we started last year. Um, it was kind of a kind of an ideal the year before. Our previous master then had the ideal, and um, it never did really come to fruition, so to say. And last year is our fiftieth year in our lodge, and so we decided to do something big, and we decided it needed to be the cave degree. Um, we have a very large cave just slightly north of us. Right, uh, yeah. About, about 15 miles. And uh, it's privately owned, so it's not, you know, toured by everybody. Gates are locked. And in looking at how it was set up and everything, I said this would be the perfect place to host a degree. As luck would have it, um, a member on their council is a brother out of Westchester, Ohio. Oh, wow. Uh, and in talking to him, he was even the tyler for their lodge. And I said, you know, would you be willing to help us? And he said, I would be more than glad to tile your lodge for you. So uh, they've got big iron gates over the doors. And so we're able to go in and actually set up, have a fully tiled lodge. Oh, wow. That's, That's awesome. fantastic. Um, we kind of modeled ours after the guys down in 
Kingston, Tennessee, yeah. at Union Lodge. I've heard about. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard about, about that. that. I've never been to. I always wanted to go though. I've heard about that. Someday they uh, <laughs> they have a good degree. They've been doing theirs for fifty years, and they had the following. I, I will say that they had three hundred and ten there last year. Oh wow, that's a good Being crowd of masons right yeah, there. It is. It is. It is. Uh, we had a hundred though last year. Shit, that ain't bad. No, that's <laughs> no that ain't that, bad at all. To me, that that wasn't bad for our first one, and it fell on our Grand Lodge weekend. Oh wow, yeah. So none of none of those guys was there. Right, yeah. Um, this it makes year it better hoping, sometimes. <laughs> you know. Well, like, <laughs> uh, this year we're hoping 150, 200. That's what we're really wanting. I'm currently looking at the event on Facebook, and so far you're you've garnered a lot of interest because there's at least 400 people that are interested. Of course, you know that Manny's not probably going to show, but. It says you've got 86 confirmed so far, and uh, do you have a ballpark number off the top of your head of how many you have already? Just a ballpark figure? About how many people have committed, they've paid their way to... uh, They're paying on this. Oh, no, it says donation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We we ask for a donation. We don't require... One of my big pet peeves is I will not keep a brother out for any reason. Mm -hmm. Right. We would like we would like to have the donation. It helps with the cave degree in the future because uh, for that fifteen dollar donation, you not only get to experience the cave degree itself. Uh, this year we're providing pins. Last year we did a coin, like a wooden coin. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it will be a pin. And you also get lunch for that. Oh, that's great. That's a good deal. Right what do you, there. And uh, I believe it said you guys are, and, and I, I'm just a fat white boy redneck from southern Indiana, and I don't know anybody don't love good barbecue. And what it looks like, you're going to be feeding people barbecue. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're uh, doing pulled pork for our meal. That's a good meal. And uh, we got a brother here in Lodge that's making it, and I just ate it last night for our uh, – veterans and first responders appreciation dinner that we had right let me tell you it's some good uh some good barbecue all right looking forward to that well i'm definitely coming down for it i've already talked to my wife and she gave me the okay to come down and uh the two guys we know from illinois they're really interested in it uh brother jerry can't make it but yeah i won't be able to attend it unfortunately uh my best friend's getting married that weekend and i'm the best man in his wedding so uh but uh, uh, brother Todd seems like he might be going and might be interested, and, and uh, John is too. So, and and that's good. We'll we will do what we can to help promote, uh, help you promote this over the the next coming weeks. We'll do a lot of sharing to our Facebook page and uh, word of mouth. Oh yeah, like we did helping the brother in the state of Illinois with the uh, Native American degree. Now, brother Jim, um, is, am I right to say this? You have a degree team going to do this in the Civil War dress? Well, um, things have kind of changed in the last couple of days. Oh, well, oh boy. Okay. Well, oh, I'm, boy. I'm still going for that end. I have to make some phone calls tomorrow. All right. But my my degree team that I had lined up has unfortunately had to back out on me. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's not good yeah. at all. But I've still got time. It happens. Oh, yeah. Part of the world of masonry. Yep. I, I think I've got yep. enough leads that I can – 
if it ain't in Civil War, it's still going to happen either way. Yes. It's, it's happening yeah. no matter what, but we may have to change the format a little. a little. Right. Um, I hope to eventually be able to get guys like the brothers from Oklahoma or the Mississippi Mountain Men, something to that effect. My, uh, my goal with this when I started it last year is I want to change degree teams every year. That's interesting. And we uh, we do the full long form first and second session at in the cave. Right. We, we take a brand new guy's you know fellow craft right. and do his whole master mason there. Um, I've talked to brothers. I've talked to one brother from Florida that's going to fly in. Oh wow. <laughs> And I said, you know, I've talked to several degree teams that say, well, we only do the short form, or we only do the first section, or we only do the second section. Mm-hmm. And if a brother's flying in from Florida, driving three or four hours, at least give him a good show. Exactly. You know, Brother Todd's just pulled up his uh, Google machine here, and he's looking at his... He's going to try to figure out how far the drive is, is what he's doing right uh, now. I got all the way to the cave right now. It's, uh, let's see how far it is from where we're sitting. I think it's around almost three-hour drive for us. It ain't popped up yet, but I mean, I'm not afraid to drive to go see. Have a good fellowship and see some degree work. That's, and that's eat barbecue because right. you're just as round as I am. <laughs> yes, I am. It's about three hours and four minutes to the cave from our from our lodge here. Yeah. Not so, a bad uh, drive, either. <laughs> Something about a uh, about Google there. It will get you to us, but it will lie to you. Oh, oh yes, yeah, know you know sure. you know how Google is. Yeah, I know that for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but when anybody comes in, there will be signage. Okay. There will be there will have there'll be a white sign with a blue square and compass on it. There'll be like a an election sign, you know, a yard sign, right? On the little wire things. That's what they look like. Um. If there's not a sign telling you to turn, do not turn there. Because yeah. last year we had some guys, even one guy that was supposed to be part of the degree, uh, he got lost. He got lost he in the hills, huh? Before. Yeah, yeah. And once you're out there, you're lost. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's no service in this area. And once you get to the cave, of course, there's no there, service. There's nothing so. in those caves. I know that. You know, something else I love right. about this is you could tell Brother Jimmy and the guys putting this together have really thought about everything because in the Facebook event page, it's saying that, uh, it is wheelchair accessible, which Mm. is, which is nice. Oh yeah. For old Uh, members. And, uh, it says there will be handicapped parking and shuttles to the degree location available, which I just think is phenomenal. And the best part here, I don't know why it sticks with me. I just love this. Uh, you might want to bring a jacket. The cave stays about fifty-five degrees and can be a little damp. Oh, I bet that's that's that is that is a brother and his team that have thought about every possible contingency, and I just think that's phenomenal. That's a guy you can tell really wants to get word out about this. Oh yeah, and uh, I think that's awesome. I, I I would love to be able to see this if I could. Uh, I don't care whether it's a civil war reenactment or not. No, absolutely. Uh, not. It's, it's just neat, it's the it's necessary. the setting it's the ambiance of it all so yeah. and the fact that right. you said you guys are doing going to start doing this yearly annually I think that's that's phenomenal oh yes so I yeah. would like to I'd like to see you know in two and three hundred numbers you know oh, yeah. here in Kentucky we we're 
on a downturn like everybody else is, you know. Oh, yes. But you, a big crowd is a hundred. You know, yeah. that's, last year and we had one of the yes. biggest events in the state, you know, besides our Grand Lodge. And if, I think if we can start getting crowds of 150, 200, 300 together, I think it would help us extremely. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as our handicap access and everything like that, I'd like to uh, go into that and explain a little bit. Absolutely. You know, please go, do. Hey, go right ahead. This is your platform to use. Um, so our cave, um, for brothers that have maybe been to the Tennessee cave degree, their cave is very hard to access. In fact, my father was 59 at the time, and I worried about him going into it. Oh, wow. Um, our cave is very easy to access. The way our, if you're handicapped, if you don't feel like you can walk the distance, whatever the case may be. Now, if you're just a little chubby, I'm going to tell you to walk. And I'm <laughs> chubby too. Well, we're, we're, we're way past chubby. Yeah, we're way past chubby. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty well in, too, at 300 pounds. <laughs> we're right there with you, but buddy. <laughs> a brother that can't walk or something other like that, the way it works, there will be handicapped parking at the top. Now, our venue is set up on two different levels. The shelter house where we will be eating and everything like that will be at the lower level. The cave is at the upper level. So there is some travel to, you know, required. Right. There's steps to go up. Mm-hmm. But for brothers who can't walk, can't climb the steps, whatever, what have you, there will be a golf cart hauling brothers from the shelter house up to the cave entrance. I think that's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing to do. The way, the only walking that will be required or the only time you have to get off from the golf cart is to actually go through our registration booth. And then on the other side, there will be another golf cart there waiting that can take you all the way to wherever you want to sit at inside the main room. Okay. So, it, so it's one of those uh, bring-your-own-lawn-chair type of deal also? Yes, yes, because it right. is just a really big open room. Okay. This room is uh, is larger than most lodges are. Hmm. It's, it's absolutely massive. We, uh, we set 100 brothers last year, and they were setting three rows back. Oh, wow. So, yeah, in you, chairs. So, yeah, you got plenty and of room, then. Um, I had another. I had enough room behind them for probably thirty more rows. Oh wow, that is a big room right there. And you know what's it cool about this? What, what's cool about this is we've always talked about old timey, old timey masonry, right. where it's like it's tiki torches, it's candlelight type stuff. Right. Yeah. Here you're going to be down in the bowels of a cave. Yep. You're talking tiki torches and lanterns and candlelights candle and stuff yeah. that. The ambiance that we always talk about, the yeah. ambiance of everything. The f- big word we talk about, yeah. Yeah, like this is going to be something that, that brothers should see. Yeah, it's a, everybody should see something like this. I mean, um, See, I, I grew up in the uh, southeast Missouri where lead mines were real pre- prevalent. And my dad, who's a member that was a member down in Missouri before he passed away, uh, they used to do degrees down in lead mines years ago. And they took him down the shaft. There was no walking into a cave. They took him down the shaft and everything. Not right. this fat boy. I wouldn't have got in there. <laughs> and he said, when they turn the lights off, it's dark as dark in there. So 
And he's um, like, you know, you see stuff like that just makes you, you know, it just makes right. you love masonry that much more. Now, brother Jimmy, and, something, something I want to. Well, go ahead and finish what you're going to say, and then I'll segue. Go uh, ahead and finish. Speaking there on the as to the mine, our cave is it is a cave by all means, mm-hmm. but it's not a true cave. It is an ex mine. Okay. For saltpeter, which is what was used to produce gunpowder. Right, right there, it says a saltpeter preserve. Yep. And so in this cave, there is historical things. There's signs for you to read, things for you to see also. Um, Our brother that's, you know, part of the group down there, he does offer a tour at the end, you know, of the cave. So you can see the parts just besides the main room. Look at that. uh, Look at the picture right there, Todd. So you can, you know, they from last year i'm assuming when they took that picture the first year they did it but just look at the altar and everything set up look look how just look how awesome that looks and there's yeah. the wall of the cave and everything and oh, yeah. it's, it, i got i got an idea it, it could be a breathtaking event i, I share that yeah uh, it really is something else brother jimmy something something we do uh on our show here uh this is our third season Besides interrupt each other? Besides interrupt each other. Todd and I really suck at being podcast hosts, but yet we still... We're still going. We're still hitting 400 downloads a month on average. But uh, something we do when we have people on the show is is we kind of interview them, and if they've got an event to promote, we let them do that. But I want to segue now, since you're kind of responsible for putting this together. One thing we do is then we start talking about the person behind the event. So... So we usually have a series of questions we ask them, and uh, the first question that we ask every interviewee is, hands down, how and why did you get involved in Freemasonry? Um, well, it was, you know, I was a teenager when National Treasure come out, things like that. Right. Um, plus, my father went into the lodge when I was 16 through uh, through a mutual friend that was pretty well around my whole life growing up, you know, a young guy. And we had a couple other mutual friends that was in, uh, you know, the lodge as well. And so my father went in, and of course, you know, I was interested at that point. Right. And uh, I just, I went in, I was actually the first 19-year-old in my, in my district, one of the first in the state when Kentucky switched over. Uh, they announced it at our Grand Lodge in October. That happened uh, October 17th, I believe, is when it was announced, you know, when it was voted on. Uh, yep. My petition was in at the first meeting in November. Oh, wow. You got right there week. on it. Uh, yeah, I pretty well – we had a really good secretary. Word was sent back from Grand Lodge that, uh, that it had been – announced you know had been voted on and uh pretty much i filled out my petition that night just had to wait for a meeting to turn it in and that was uh 14 years ago now so before that you had to be 21 state of kentucky i take it right okay yeah see i knew the first uh indiana mason 18 18 year old indian indiana mason to be raised and uh that was oh heck probably over 20 24 25 years ago i think yeah. They they changed that and 
He was the very first, and they uh, and he belonged to a little bitty lodge. He belonged to New London up there by Kokomo, and a little bitty lodge there that you can take three steps and be across the lodge room. Basically, oh, that's our famous lodge we always talk about. From, from north to south, take about three or four steps to get across that lodge room, and they said they had it packed full of the gills and they had grandmasters there and past grands there because they all wanted to see this. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I know where you're coming from. If you want to look at your messenger, I just sent you a couple messages. Okay. A couple pictures of the main room in our cave. That's where our degree is at. Brother Jimmy, do you mind if we post that on our uh, Facebook page as we promote this degree? All right. Make sure you. Okay. Yeah, say we love to promote this stuff and help help guys out get these degrees out there because. Let me see those pictures. Can I see? I know I won't. I won't. I won't disconnect the call. I promise. Yeah, don't look at my porn. <laughs> wow, man, but, that is a good size room. Yeah, you could easily fit three, four, five hundred brothers oh, yeah. in that building, or that room, or that um, cave, I should say. The second picture with the golf cart in it. Yeah, that is from the stage, looking back towards the entrance. Oh, wow. The main wow. door. Look, look at that. That's a big room. That's good. That's gonna be, you know, like I said, breathtaking and everything. I know that. Cause, oh my God, that is, that is if gigantic. my be- hey, if my best friend wasn't getting married, but I got best man duties that weekend. Skip it, be worth it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can always real. make him mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll that'll go over real well. Hey, he's your best friend. He'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> what are best friends for? Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> but uh, what? Let me, let me ask you this, brother. Brother. Uh, once you got into it, you know, were you were you active right away? What kept you coming back to lodge every month? Yeah, because as you know, brother Jimmy, we you know we talk about it on every episode or not every episode. We talk about it a lot. There's a lot of guys that come in, they get the square and compass, they get the title, and you never hear from them again. They no, just wanted the title. So, what we're interested in a lot when we do these is what the guys we interview are always the guys that kept coming back. So, right. why do you keep coming back? Why do why are you not like everybody else that just gets it and zips it, you know? Well, I would love to say that I was, you know, I've been mega mason since day one, but that would be a lie. You know, right. I come in, I did my, I got in, and I was fairly active at first. Um, then we had some inner lodge drama. Okay. You know, it happened. That happens oh, yes. everywhere. And I did kind of leave for about four or five years. I said, you know, I don't want to deal with that. You know, well, my father got started. We got into the widow son. Okay. And that kind of that kind of brought me back a little bit. And then my father in our county, we have three lodges, and we have you we know, do we'll a main lodge. We do too in our county. There's three Masonic yep. lodges. Yep. Go on, dude. I'm and sorry. So, well, we have the main lodge, and then we have my lodge, and then we have the third lodge. And um, we went in, me and my father both went in at the main lodge. And after we left, you know, we kind of got to talk to some guys, and we ended up at the lodge we're currently at now. Um, and I've been pretty well active for the most part. Those few times life got in the way, you know. When you're 21, 22, life can get in the way of a lot of things really easy. Oh, yes. Um, about five years ago, though, we had a master, about six years ago, I guess now, we had a master that put me into a seat. He put me in a senior de- or senior steward. And I've just kind of uh, got more and more involved since then. And at this point, you know, I'm 
in my lodge, I'm a senior member, technically. Right. There's only a, there's only a few that's been there longer than me. Our current worship master, I raised myself, um, and anybody that's in a seat under that besides our marshal, I raised, except for our treasurer. Oh, wow. But uh, our, I do have to give some shout-outs real quick to our marshal, though. Absolutely. Uh, this is your platform. Brother Bob Stokes, he's a wonderful individual. He's been in the lodge 63 years. The man is 86 years old. Oh, wow. And, and still active. Comes every meeting. But yet we. When we're, going, when we're traveling. But yet we get I mean, members all the time that are way younger, younger than me and you. Mm-hmm. And yet we can't get, we can't even get 10 members to a meeting sometimes. Right. Yep. Wow. Brother Bob is he's right there. During COVID, when we opened back up, he was right there with his legacy. He's fifth generation Mason. Oh, wow. You know, he's, he's, he's been here. He knows all about it. His, his dad knew and his grandfather knew all about it. But wonderful individual. Love him to death. Hopefully, he'll make the cave degree this year. Last year, he's a little bit under weather and couldn't make it, but hopefully, he'll make it this year. Oh, excellent. Outstanding. Oh yeah, I mean, I, the old or we got older members too. They're there for everything. I mean, they show up. Bad weather, good weather, doesn't matter. I mean, they're always there. That's basically your your backbone of the lodge. Basically, well, I always kind of call those guys. Right. And they have so much knowledge to give, and all we gotta do is ask, and they'll they'll pour it on us. Them's the guys I call oh. Shirley. Yeah, Shirley, you're kidding me. Or? Shirley, reliable. Oh, Shirley, reliable. Right. Yep. <laughs> Brother Bob. Uh, Back last year, so last year we had a little bit of a rough, we had a great year. It was my year's master, and I told him, I said, things really got to change around here, and we're really going to change things, yep. whether you like it or not. You know, we had the we had the past master problem, you know, nothing ever needed to change. Right, yeah. Uh, oh, but, uh, we know all about that. Every lodge does. Yeah, I'm a past master, too, and I, I have tried hard not to let him. <laughs> here's what we ought to do. Here's what we need to do. Here's what I did my year. Wait, I don't, wait, I want to. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. So far, right now, I'm just off. I'm like, hey, we still need to be changing a bunch of stuff right now. Yep. But um, last year, I had to move my junior warden up to my senior warden. Right. My senior warden, he had some problems, wasn't showing up. Gave everybody fair warning. Said, if you don't show up, if you take a job, you don't show up, you're out. I'll move you out. Mm-hmm. So I had, and I did not have a junior warden. I had to place somebody in that seat every meeting, you know. Yeah. Had to come in and do the who wants to be junior warden deal. Yep. Well, we do our elections in December, and I was doing a master mason. We had average meeting time was 45 minutes before me. Uh, For me, it was an hour and a half to two hours. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, in Kentucky... In Kentucky, you have to be out by midnight. There was one meeting in particular. We left. We shut the lodge down at eleven fifty-six. Oh wow! <laughs> we started at seven. Oh wow, that's a lot. But, of, um, 
That's a lot of talking there. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. That's a three-hour uh, meeting about raising dues. That's what that is. Uh, That's my I've inside had, joke. Those. It's a three-hour meeting about raising dues. Five bucks. That's what it is. I've, I've had three of those, when I was master. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, forty-five minutes of it was carpet, but you know. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I got. I gotta hit the laugh track. Yeah, I can't. I yeah. have to. You gotta hit that one. <laughs> the uh, the other part of it was we actually did interprentice fellowcraft and master mason's obligation all at the same time oh wow we did we wow. had interprentice that gave their proficiency took their fellowcraft obligation and then we did a master mason's re-obligation after they was done in god oh wow that's a that's yeah, a busy night there but anyways back to december back to december so i was in a rush you know trying to get everything sorted Halfway through my opening, I look over to, you know, speak to my junior warden, and there is no junior warden. And I said, (laughs) yeah, well, I forgot to put anybody over there. I was in such hurry because we did a Master Mason before our election. And, uh, you know, I just looked up. Somebody's going to have set over there so we can open. Well, sure enough, Brother Bob jumped up and said, I'd like to set over there. He said, if you don't mind, I think I can do it. I said, sure, Bob. I've known this man about seven or eight years at this point, and I've never seen him sit anywhere but the marshals. Right. Okay? I said, I would love for you to sit over there. So he gets up, he heads over there, he puts his collar on, he puts his apron on, and he proceeds to do the junior warden's part better than me as worshipful master <laughs> and the senior warden wow. with no book, no help, or nothing. That's awesome. And I mean, just flawless, you know. And I asked him, we went to recess right after that to get ready for our Master Mason degree. Mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, Bob, when was the last time you said as junior warden? And he looked at me and he said, I have not sat in any seat besides that marshal's seat since I was district deputy. Oh, wow. I said, okay, okay, when was you district deputy? He said, 1980. Oh. <laughs> wow. Said, so, so you have not said... You've not had to remember the junior warden's part since before 1980. He said, no, I ain't said it not one time since before 1980. Oh, wow. That is amazing. And I, he said, how did I do? I said, I think you missed three words, Bob. But <laughs> I'm not really sure because I was lost halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> An amazing member. Really is just amazing. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it. Yes. Yeah, you know, those guys like that, we had a... I had a my treasure, not my treasure, my uh, chaplain. Whenever I was my first year being master, I was master four years in a row at my lodge and my old lodge. And uh, he uh, one night we the guy was having problems with the second lecture going through there, and he just gets up and asks the guy, "Hey, you want me to finish this?" And he goes, "Yeah, if you would." And he just he, he did like the last three quarters of it, did perfect and everything. And I asked him, was like, "John, when's the last time you done that?" He said, "Nineteen seventy." Four, five, something like that. I'm like, holy crap. Right. Well, come to find out later on, I didn't know this at the time, but he was a past grand high priest of the state of Indiana for the chapter. Oh, I, wow. I, didn't, I didn't know that until he took me to a special fund degree that somehow I, I was the uh, the proxy for this for this, this this side degree for the York Rite. Right. Because <laughs> he's like, like everybody came up, everybody was coming up talking to him, and he wasn't going to anybody. He, we sat down, drank coffee, and had a donut, and everybody came and talked to John. Right. And I looked at him and I go, "Are you some kind of big deal in the chapter or something?" He goes, "Well, I was Grand High Priest in '88." 
And two, I, I have two awards named after me. I'm like, Jesus, John, why didn't you tell me that? I didn't know that. Because, oh, I thought right. you knew. And he's a little short feller, too. I always call him my Yoda. But <laughs> Brother Jimmy, I got, a, I got a question for you. Another one we kind of ask people who are – who are more than just Blue Lodge Masons. You said you're a part of some appendant bodies. I, I want to talk about that for a minute and give you a chance to, to tell that. What made you decide to – what made you decide that you needed a little bit more than just Blue Lodge? You needed something more to satiate you. How did you get involved then with the appendant bodies? Well, I would like to say first and foremost, I don't agree with a brother – joining an appendage body if he ain't been with us a year okay uh that's pretty interesting that's pretty interesting because at grand lodge uh at our grand lodge our annual communications last year in 2022 there was a big hot button issue and i went as proxy for our master i'm junior warden i went for as proxy for our master last year and that was a hot button issue that got brought up about grand lodge because there was some brothers that were trying to institute a Masonic rule in the state of Indiana that you have to wait 18 months after being raised before you can mm-hmm. solicit an independent body. And that was that split the, uh, the, the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Indianapolis, one of the most beautiful buildings in the world, not whether you're involved in Freemasonry or not. It's one of the most beautiful buildings in the world. Right. When I tell you that there was five, six, seven, eight hundred Masons, however many there was in that building, and it was split 50-50 on everybody's pretty much voting. And yeah. that got shot down by two votes. Yeah, this year, I think it's two, five. Two votes is what people shut it down. They're like, no, you can solicit a pennant body wherever. It was that much of a hot-button mm-hmm. issue. I'm 50-50 on it myself. Uh, Brother yeah. Jimmy, Not you. Can, sorry to interrupt you. I just thought I'd bring that up. That's amazing you said that, considering that was such a hot-button issue the last two years for us at Annual Communications. Oh, yeah. Well, the way I kind of look at it is uh, you can't build a good house without a good foundation. Absolutely. And one thing that uh, that we've noticed a lot, and I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody or any of the appendage bodies, but you have a brother come in, and they've all got the fire at the beginning. Okay? Mm-hmm. We all had it. We all know what it is. Exactly. Especially if you've been around 10, 15 years. Yep. And... These appendage bodies, um, they grab these new guys, and they take them. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, I'm part of the shrine, or I'm part of the Scottish Rite. And that's their version of masonry, and yeah. that's what they do for masonry. And that's all fine and dandy. But the problem is, they never come back home. No. And, you know, with the York Rite and the Scottish Rite, I won't say as much about them but my my big pet peeve is the shrine see i'm not the only one as you look at me while brother jimmy's on the phone with us you look right at me i'm not the only one that's saying that i'm not bad mouthing the shrine at all i'm just saying they the shrine has grabby hands that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying it's not so much you know i understand the reasoning but this is the way i look at it so they get these new guys that have this fire, you know, and the shrine requires a lot of work. They oh, do yes. great things. Oh, yeah. But down here, we have a Shriners Hospital uh, in 60 miles from us in Lexington. My stepmother and my father are the ones that 
organize the van routes for our county. Okay. It's a three to five day a week job that nobody gets paid for. That's right. Okay, and that's I understand somebody has to do it. But you take these new guys when all these old guys are sitting around, and you take these new guys and you start putting them in them vans. Yeah. And you start mm-hmm. running them to death, and eventually they get tired of doing it. It's part of it. Yep. If I was being asked three to four days a week to do something, it would get old. Oh, yeah, very very Um, quickly. Then they either drop out altogether or they become holy shriners and never come back to their lodge. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is, you know, when the shrine started, you had to be York Rite, Scottish Rite, and a Master Mason. That's right. Every so often, the shrine has dropped some. Dropped one of the bodies. Yep. They dropped the York right first. Just about killed the York right. Yeah. Dropped the Scottish right next. It really hurt the Scottish right. I was I was around that happened. Yeah, it was it was almost a death blow, and yeah. they still in the long run beat. Yep. They don't have to keep the blue lodge. Brother Jimmy, it's I don't. Entirely- I, I don't. I don't know if how much you've ever checked out our show or if you've ever heard about our podcast before we reached out to you a couple weeks ago but uh i've said it numerous times on episodes i i have had people come to me you're a mason yeah well that's cool that masons are related to the shrine right i'm like well it's, it's an independent body they look at me like that i'm like it basically it's the equivalent of it would be a cousin to freemasonry is what it is and he goes well right. he goes well okay he goes well, I want to be a Shriner. I said, okay, you got to become a Mason first. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Just tell me how to join the Shrine. I'm not telling right. you anything. You have to. That's the way it works yeah. across all 50 states in this country. You have to go through Blue Lodge. For, no, I don't want that. I just want to be a Shriner because I want to drive the car. Well, it does not work that way. It probably will before it, long. It does not work that way. You have to go through Blue Lodge to be a Shriner. Well, I just think that's dumb is what I usually get. Yeah. Right. At the moment. It's been moment. voted on already. It's already been voted on more than once. Oh yeah, and I think years. that's terrible. And and this is nothing. I don't want this episode to be. Oh my God, these guys are crapping all over the shrine. That's not what it is. No. The the, no, the no, point no, I'm, the no, point no, I'm no, making no. the the point I'm making is that I'm getting ready to petition York Right. I've been a, I've been a master mason for 15 years. I'm finally ready to join an independent body. I am petitioning the York Rite sometime here in the next couple of months. That will be where I go next. And that's fine because I'm at the point now where I need a little something more. But the point that I tell everybody is that Blue Lodge should always take your precedent because without the Blue Lodge, you would not be a part of these other appendant bodies. That's right. So Blue Lodge should always come first. That's exactly right. You know, it took me – so I've been in 14 years. This is my 14th year. Um I just joined the Scottish Rite this year because when I set out, when I really come back in the lodge, said I'm going to be somebody, I'm going to do something here. I said, I'm going to do everything I can. And when I'm done doing everything I can, then I'll join an independent body. Yep. You know, the Shrine is a great organization. They do, they, they really are doing everything they should be doing. I'm heavily involved with our local shrine club, my father's shriner, you know. I've got no problem in the world with shrine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that as Masons, 
we need to build the foundation first. Right. Learn something about the Blue Lodge first. Oh, yeah. And then go and be a Shriner, because then you'll want to come back home. Yes. Then you'll say, I really love my Lodge. I really think that I need to go be a member, you know, be an active member of our Lodge. Yeah. One thing that, uh, you know, the potentate of our shrine here at uh, Olika Temple, Timmy Simpson, he's visited 69 lodges this year. 69? He's, <laughs> he's an active member in his lodge. He's potentate of the shrine. He's doing it all just how he should be doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that, I think, speaks a lot. Because most of the time, the shrine is the shrine. And the lodge is lodge. Right. And they never really mix. Right. Yeah, true. But for me, I wanted to do all I could in Blue Lodge. And I think being the master and then going from master straight into secretary, that's about the most you can really do. Oh, yeah. You're a busy man being secretary. I know that. It's it's a learning curve. I didn't have anybody train me. I've just kind of, Grand Lodge had one training session, and I just kind of trained myself after that. Yep, just follow the rules. But, you uh, right. <laughs> right, right. But it's it's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of things done in service of my lodge around there. Yeah, I joined the Scottish right not long after I was raised, but they were an hour and ten minute drive from my house, and I didn't have time to do that stuff, so... I mean, I went to well, a few things, and, you know, every day I had, like, a bean supper on, like, a Friday, Saturday night, go to that, but I was never really active into it. The only opinion about I was really active in was the grotto, and I was doing right. that as I, my what, my third year being master. That's when I joined it. My second year being master, I joined it, and I didn't plan on being active at all, but I was having such a good time up there. I'm like, man, why not be a – I'll be, like, a captain of the guard or some guy by the door just guarding everything, and next thing I know, a couple years later, I'm, I'm the head of it. Like, dang, how'd that happen? <laughs> we, I will admit, you know, we went in, me and my father went in Scottish Rite together. Me and my father do a lot of things together. We right. work together five days a week. You know, I've seen him literally, except for yesterday, I've seen him every day this week. Right. And I, actually, I've right. seen him yesterday at a large event. Okay. I've, seen the, I've seen my father seven days this week. Um, and I always see him at least five. We work together, like I said. Right. Um, but uh, we joined Scottish Rite together. We went to one meeting so far this year. Oh, yeah. It really, I was not really impressed with the meeting. I was not educated on stuff. Yeah. And so I was, you know, very much the new guy in there. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I really, the reason I went to Scottish Rite is I, I'm very big into the symbols, the meanings, the uh, esoteric things okay. of the law. We love that word, and, esoteric. Yeah, it's a good one. Right. <laughs> And uh, Scottish Rite was basically a means to an end to gain more information. Yeah, well, York Rite has it too. I mean, both the rights are it, it's a, telling the same story of a different book in all reality. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I found the Scottish Rite amazing. All the degree work there. You know, you got the Southern jurisdiction in Kentucky, right? Do what? Are you got the Southern jurisdiction of the uh, Scottish Rite? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're Northern up here, so we're a little bit different. Uh, you guys do the, the exact. Uh, um, Oh, Albert Pike ritual. We got to veer it off from that up here up north, but you know it's all the same meanings, fundamentals, and everything. Yeah, I've but, heard you guys are weird up there. But. Yeah, we're a little strange. <laughs> I won't. I won't lie. 
We're weird. You guys call yourselves the Commonwealth of Kentucky. It's not even the state. What are you talking? Hey, let's not start a war here, man. Come on. We're trying to approach this, man. Come on. Yeah, that's right. My bad. But yeah, the Scotch Rite, the, the symbolism in Scotch Rite is, is beautiful and everything. The York Rite, I went to the York Rite too. And, you know, there's just as much in there also and everything. But it kind of, I think Jared said best, it's a, where I said it one time, but Scotch Rite's like going to college and York Rite's York right, like going to a trade school. Yeah, so 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 to build on that, brother Jimmy, and I'd it'd be interesting to hear your take on this. Uh, when I knew uh, towards the fall last year that it, it's okay. See, I I had been away for like eight years, and I just came back uh, almost two years ago. Now yeah. I've been back and I've been active after being away for eight years. I worked night shift for six of those eight years, and then the other two years I just wasn't going to lodge. I was a dues payer, not a member. Mm. But uh, I came back, and I've been active almost two years now, and I decided, you know, sometime this past fall that I, that I needed something more, and it wasn't going to be the grotto, wasn't going to be the shrine, it was going to be one of the right bodies, and I was just trying to do all I could do to figure out which one I needed, and uh, it finally got explained to me by a member of our Grand Lodge who put it so simple but yet so beautiful it dawned on me i'm like that's that's it they said the scott it's like going to college the scottish right is where you go to get your philosophy degree the york right is where you go to get your history degree and i'm like i'm a history nerd so like i'm going to the york right that's what i want to do so yep. yeah it was it was explained slightly different to me down here um it was kind of explained to me that the York or the Scottish Rite is uh, like going to, you know, college for, you know, masonry. Right. And the York Rite was like going to seminary. Oh, okay. I never thought of it that way, but I can see that point of view. It's uh, it's very heavily religion based. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of got a little more religion to it, I guess. I mean. And. That's not, I ain't got no problem with that, but it's not necessarily what I'm here for. Right. Especially uh, in this area, it's all geared towards Christianity only. Really? Huh. And there's no, yeah, yeah, it's very, like, certain parts of the York Rite you can only actually, like, get into if you're a minister or something other like oh, that. Oh, wow. I never heard of that before. Yeah, like certain, uh, certain uh, titles you can only gain if you're a minister Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's predominantly Christian, and that's I've got no problem with that. But the Scottish Rite here teaches that you should be tolerant of all religions. Oh yeah, uh, you know it teaches tolerance and inclusiveness for every man on the planet. Okay, right. And See, I went to York Rite. Um, the only thing I had to really profess a profess a profess a Christian faith was was for the Nice Templar. And there was even some guys who weren't necessarily Christian who joined the Knights Templar, and they just said they would be willing to defend the Christian faith. Now, right. you know how you see that, whatever. But I've never, I never heard of any, uh, any, you know, titles where you had to be a minister or, or anything, in, you know, as far as part of the clergy or anything. So that's kind of different. But hey, every state's a little bit different. So right down here, the York Rod is very, very religion oriented hmm, that's funny. and while i love all the signs symbols of almost any religion on the planet 
it's just not something that I really felt I had a place in okay. as much as the York, as much as the Scottish Rite. Right. And I was only joining them one. You know, it's, that's just yeah. all there is to it. Well, you are in the heart of the Bible Belt and everything, so it, I just got to yeah, see that. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I was only enjoying them one because I don't overload my plate. Right. Yeah, I get that too. And as secretary, it's pretty well full at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you got a, oh, you got you got a, a full plate plate. And probably some late in the refrigerator too. <laughs> we uh we switched secretaries. We have one secretary for about ten years. And uh during COVID we elected a new one because our secretary was of course an older gentleman. He couldn't come in. Right. You know. And uh, after COVID was over, he just never did come back. That was oh, his wow. out. Well, that's and, a good way uh, to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shame I'm going to have to have a pandemic to get out of this. Yeah, but, no you know. Right. <laughs> but uh, we switched secretaries twice after that. Oh, wow. And so when I got it, you know, it was just a... Uh, it was stuff wrote like on notebook paper, like filed in minutes. And yeah. <laughs> We we got a briefcase and I just opened the briefcase. You know, we passed it down. Every every new secretary gets this briefcase. Yeah. I just basically took my trash can, opened this briefcase, started throwing stuff in. <laughs> just because start there was over. stuff from like <laughs> like two thousand five in there and oh, two thousand nine. Yeah. I'm like, this is this is not needed. I, I we missed the, this event definitely. Yeah, like, well, Green Lodge might need that paper. Well, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Right for uh, for history's sake here. Yeah, <laughs> um, we clean. I cleaned out our secretary's room. We got a like an office for our secretary. It's got filing cabinets in it. Right, right. Yeah, two uh, them big trash cans push outside the road. You know. Yeah. Two of them from bottom to top, plumb oh, full wow. of nothing, and still I've got a whole filing cabinet full of stuff. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that'd crazy. be a little, that'd be a headache right there. I know that. Well, plus, we, we kind of absorbed another lodge, and uh, we had all their stuff, too. So oh, yeah, that was another that. two or three trash cans. Oh, yeah. I've been through one of them before, too. So, yeah. We Bro- had a lodge full of pack rats. Oh, yeah. what we had. <laughs> Brother Jimmy, so in, in 14 years of being involved in, in masonry, here's another. Uh, Todd and I suck at our jobs. Uh, eventually, wow. we're in. You know, we're we'll this get, is the we'll first episode of season three. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to get a show format narrowed down for when we do interviews. But more, uh, at the time, this way, at think. the time, it's just uh, nothing ever falls in like a seemingly chronological order. And the questions sometimes we think of ones, sometimes we don't. But there's certain <laughs> ones we try to put in every episode where we have a guest. And in this one, uh, here's one that we always try to do. Uh, You've seen, I'm sure you've seen a lot of things in 15 years. If, if Is there a particular moment besides your own raising, because everybody's own raising always stands out to them, but mm-hmm. is there a point in the 15 years where you saw something you're like, man, that's going to stick with me forever. Man, that was a cool moment to be a part of. Is there anything particular that sticks out so far on your 14-year journey? So there's a lot of things, yes, of course. Um I try to stay very home lodge centric. You know, I don't, I don't lick boots at Grand Lodge, nothing like that. It's, mm-hmm. I'm in it for, for my lodge, my area. You know, the whole kind of takes care of itself, but I got to build on my lodge first. 
Brother Jimmy, if yeah. if you don't mind, speaking of you said your area, where about in Kentucky are you? Is this north, south? Is this Appalachia, Kentucky? Like where like whereabouts are you? You said close to Lexington? We are forty five minutes north of the Tennessee line, directly on I seventy five. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. Southeast, we'll say that's that's our designation. We're in the foothills of Appalachia, thirty minutes west or east of us. You're in the mountains. There you go. So this is Appalachia, Kentucky. This is this yeah. is some of that homegrown Sturgill, Tyler Childers, Stapleton yeah. type stuff. This is <laughs> this is home, baby. This down, is what I love. Down the hoot and the hollers. And down the hoot and the hollers. Yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I was just curious. <laughs> If you come to the cave degree, you will definitely be in a holler. No. You know, I told you, I told you to follow the signs. Right. You're going, you're going to want to follow the signs, but <laughs> you ain't going to be one of driving around some of these roads down here with Indiana tags just out in the middle of nowhere. Somebody's going to come ask you what you're doing. Nice. We're rednecks too. We we got concealed carry permits too. <laughs> Yeah, we done away with that. We so, don't. We don't even have to have a permit. Right, we don't anymore. have permits anymore, yeah, do we? Have, yeah, we changed that law last year. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, we're rambling. Go yeah. proceed, brother Jimmy. Sorry to interrupt. But really, so last year we, uh, I made a big push to finish EAs that had been EAs for years. You know, we uh, we had to suspend fourteen for non-payment of dues last mm-hmm. year, and that was that's a know, lot of MPD. It is, it is, and it was, I could have probably chased these guys and really, you know, aggravated the hell out of them, probably got to do, but I said, I'm not going to do that. They know when they're due, and that's all there is to the matter, and so we suspended 14 of them, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. far, none of them have come back, so I don't really think we lost anything but money. Yep. So we uh, we went from having 80 members at the beginning of the year. And we finished the year with 80 members. Not even bad. And That's we suspended bad. 14. So we brought we brought in 12, 14 members. And most of them was EAs and things like that. Or, you know, that had been EAs continuously for right. years. Or had been suspended at some previous time as an EA. And I went to them and I got them back in the box. But one brother, he uh, I've known the man for 20 years now. And his son is actually in a lodge over in, uh, we'll say, central Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He had told me his son was in the lodge. I said, I've known this guy for 20 years, and he has skirted around and waited for us to ask him, you know, would you like to join the lodge? Of course, we can't do that, you know. You have to ask us. Right. Mm-hmm. And he finally kicked around, plucked around, and finally asked his son why we would not ask him to join. Because, like, his son lives an hour, hour and a half away from us. And his son told him, you know, you have to ask. And I've talked to his son. I know him fairly well, you know. Well, he finally asked us, and so we put him through last year. And at his third degree... His son actually raised him. This man is 70 years old. Oh, that's awesome. And his son, which is my age, raised him. The son <laughs> raising the father, Todd. That's pretty neat right there. Right. I know several guys that have was, done that, but it's, it's always nice to see it. It's great to see it. That was, you know, our district deputy was there. 
it was just a great night all the way around. And it was one of the neatest experiences. You know, it's commonplace for a father to raise a son. My father raised me. We've had multiple in the lodge that their fathers raised them. Commonplace. Mm-hmm. But very rarely do you get to see it go the other way. Oh, yeah. My grandfather was senior deacon for uh, my entered apprentice degree. And he set in the west for, or he set in the east for my master. My dad was uh, my my dad was my stewards for my first two degrees. My dad did not actually make my master mason degree because he had the flu because I had just given it to him earlier in the week. So I was I was two days post flu and still not feeling that good at my master. So unfortunately, my dad missed the biggest night of my journey, but. Uh, he was a part of the first two, and uh, his dad, my papa, my my hero, uh, he was a part of all three of my degrees. Uh, my uh, my father made sure he made my third, and I actually took it on my 19th birthday, like on my birthday. And uh, I'm pretty sure he also told everybody in the lodge that it was my birthday. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> let's just say the next day after my third, I had not forgotten it oh. by any means. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, I don't know about you all's degree work down there, but we have very loose rules within reason here about what all you can and can't do. It. Yeah, we, we've work. heard some rumors about it. We, uh, we I've heard like- some I, – I don't want to discredit, but uh, – I've heard some stories about some master mason degrees in the in the second half in the state of uh, Kentucky down there. I've heard some Cobble people say that they've uh, got up and actually left. Uh, yeah, with a the, no, I'm not not trying to start a civil war here or nothing. That's funny because you know guys the, can take it a little too far, but uh, like, you know, yeah the the state of, yeah the state of Indiana is kind of kind of let it be known that uh, in in some ways that. The Master Mason degree will not be Kentucky like without without coming out and saying the words Kentucky like. Yeah, yeah. uh, that's that's kind of what Tennessee told us when we went to the Cape degree last year too. <laughs> I got I got it. I got it. Seem to have a reputation. The, the sad part is we're we're like forty five minutes from Kentucky from where we're at right now, and I have yet to been be to a, a degree that Kentucky, but Illinois, Missouri, but never one in. And everyone here in the, in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Yeah, where Todd and I are at in the state of Indiana, where we're at, there's actually we're actually about 45 minutes to an hour from two different areas of Kentucky. Like we're about an hour away from uh, Louisville, Louisville, and then we're about an hour away from what the third or fourth biggest state or city, Owensboro, oh, which like is the two, western part. We're like 45 minutes from Owensboro. Yeah, yeah so we're like we're like relatively close to two of the yeah. four biggest cities in the state of. Louisville. Yeah, I go to Owensboro all the Kentucky. time. Yeah. We do our shopping in Owensboro. Owensboro's what? Right. Davis Davis County? Davis County, yeah. And Louisville's what? Jefferson or Bullet County? Bullet no. County. Aptly named Bullet County. I have no idea what county, <laughs> what county Louisville is in. But anyways. But, but yeah. Dogs come down sometimes. They're third degree. Yeah, uh, we, we know a, a past grand master from there. comes to our lodge all the time. Uh, Ronnie Bell is a good yeah. friend of my family. He's, past, he's a past yeah. grand master for the state of Kentucky, Ronnie Bell. He's a good yeah. man. Yeah, he comes here to Bethlehem yeah. all the time. Every time we have a degree work, I think he shows up. and He does. He's always telling us to come down. We do from time to time. I just never had a chance to yet. All right. We have, you know, you was talking about your small lodge. We have some nice small lodges, too, if you want to see some nice old small lodges around, there's plenty in Kentucky. Oh yeah, 
you know, you might have to travel some of them. Yeah. But um, I can tell you one that's a very active little lodge usually has a member of Grand Line somewhere as one of their officers, and that is O.D. Henderson. Henderson. If you're looking for some, if you're looking for something to see, it's in Irving, Kentucky, right outside of Irving, Kentucky. Um, hmm. If you're looking for something to see, Todd's already going to have, Google again. <laughs> <laughs> they have what they call their lamplight installation. I think I've heard this lodge. This lodge is small enough that they take four oil lamps, you know, like your grandma had on the table. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, coal, coal lamps? Them. Yeah, coal lamps. They light the entire lodge with four lamps. Wow. That's how small the lodge is. No inside bathrooms. And the last... We went this year, and I think they was 87 there. Oh, wow. And uh, if you're claustrophobic, it's not the place for you. <laughs> <laughs> the, I the, last couple years, the last couple of years uh, have actually been on a, you know, slightly less. I have heard they had up to 150, and they actually had to take the window blocks out because it's in an old church, and they blocked the windows. Right. They had to take the window blocks out and had guys like hanging through the windows, and this is in January. Oh wow! Yeah, That's we uh, we've got a brother in Prince Hall here. His name is uh, Delvin, and uh, Delvin Azo FIFA, and he travels. We're allowed to inter intermingle somewhat now. You know, yeah. we can attend each other's meetings. Yeah, so can we. Delvin come up to the installation and uh, he got there a few minutes late and he come in and he sat down beside of me and he said why is everybody here said all of Grand Line's here I said this is one of the premier meetings in the state what are you talking about he said I was just told come I wasn't given any information I was like yeah this is like one of the big big things to see for us and he said, you've got all but one of your grand line in this room. I said, yeah. He said, why is all these people here, too? This place is too little for these many people. <laughs> I, I said, yeah, but I, it's, I said, if you would have asked me, I could have told you this was going to be packed. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he asked us when it was over. He said, man, where's the bathroom? He said, I, I'm busting. He lives in Frankfurt. It's about a 45-minute drive or something. Right. And I said, you see that little white building on the hill when you walk by? He said, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to leave. Everybody has to go to our house and a lot. <laughs> right. But it's a good time. It, it really, it's a, they're a good little lodge, and they put on a good show for their, uh, for their installation. That'd be interesting. Well, Brother Jimmy, uh, right. w- uh, we are uh, going to start to put a bow on this episode and wrap it up. And and as we do at the end, I would like I'm going to have you uh, kind of run through who you are again and, and what's going on with this upcoming degree. Give you a couple minutes to kind of get the word out. But uh, before I do, uh, we end every interview the same way, pretty much. And and that's a question that you can give a, a long answer, a short answer, a I don't know answer. Uh, it's the one we ask everybody at the end of the day, when the time comes and you lay down your working tools and you raise on up to that 
Celestial Lodge above, what do you want your legacy in, in this fraternity to be? When people think about you as a Mason, what do you want them to think of? Honestly, I've got no aspirations to be in Grand Rotten whatsoever. It don't interest me. I just want people to know that I helped my lodge and Blue Lodge in the state of Kentucky survive as long as possible. I couldn't have said that any better. That's a good one. That's my goal in my Masonic life. In my everyday life, I just want to be a good guy. That's all I want to do. I run my own business. I try to be fair. I can charge more than what I do, but I don't feel it's right. I just want to be a good man, and I want people lodge-wise to know Masonically that I did what I could to help C.D. Ward Lodge survive as long as it possibly could. You know what else he's going to be known for? Have you looked at his profile picture on Facebook? Hmm. So Brother Wayne Patmore, who I said owns the most beautiful beard in the state of Indiana, in the Hoosier State, <laughs> yeah, he might have a little bit of competition with Brother Jimmy here. Have you Maybe. seen that man's beard? He got a good that beard. is a beautiful beard. Yep. I wish I could grow something like that. <laughs> I'm lucky to have this. <laughs> oh, <Jim. laughs> just, just keep letting her go, boys. That's what I do. I just I get up and brush it every morning and let it alone. All right. Well, well, brother Jimmy, I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the run of the floor here for the last few minutes. I'll let you uh, tell us about your you, event. And tell us you about your event and it. how to get in contact with you. Uh, you know, run through who you are again. Whatever you want to say, the floor is yours. All right, thank you. Um, basically, my name's Jimmy Hampton. I can be found on Facebook under Jimmy Shaggy Hampton. Uh, the Shaggy was left over from uh, the Widow Sons Day. That was my road name. All right. Um, the Cave Degree it will be on September 23rd. We will be starting promptly at 11 o'clock this year. Now, that's we'll Central Time, up. right? No, that is Eastern. Oh, they regular. are on Eastern time. You guys are on yeah. the right time. Thank God. There's other parts of that state that are on the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a big headache here, too, bud. You, you, you get an hour early over there. Yep. We, uh, our Grand Lodge was over there last year, and oh, everybody man. got there early. <laughs> but, uh, um, at 11 o'clock, the main gates to the cave will be locked. Okay. So you need, if you're planning on coming, brothers, be there before 11 o'clock because this is in a very sparsely populated area, but when the people that do live there find out them gates are open, they try to get in. Really? This cave is only open to the public once, maybe twice during the year for one weekend at a time. Oh, wow. And that's it. And so when... We have to keep a very close eye on this, or we have public trying to get in and get a tour of the cave. It's a, it's a real problem. Oh, wow. So okay. be there promptly at 11 o'clock. Chair and a coat is a must. Um, I'm a big guy. I weigh 300 pounds. Last year, I wore a hoodie in, and I was not warm at any point. Okay. <laughs> It's a must. Oh, yeah. Well, make sure you bring, bring a good warm coat. I don't know that. Uh, um, the you, way, the, go ahead. You said this was a donation event. You were not You were not accepted payment for this. Um, we So the way we'll set up registration is 
we will have we will require you to sign in. This is a tile meeting. Right. You have to sign in for it. Right. Um, there will be guys sitting there, and if you would like the coin or the the pen, um, you'll probably have to donate. That's up to you. Right. Right. You have right. to sign in, but we would definitely appreciate the donation. Hopefully in a couple of years, the way we do this, we take the cost of, because we have to pay to use this cave. It's right. not a free deal for us. Um, we take the cost of supplies, you know, the food, and the use of the cave out. And whatever's left over, we put in a fund to support future cave uh, degrees. Okay. Eventually, you know, those guys from Oklahoma, I'm sure they put on an awesome show. Yep. Um, they better because I was looking at close to three grand to get them out here to do this cave degree. Oh yeah. Well, we just seen it not that long ago, and I'm telling you, it's well worth the price. Oh, yeah. It's it's well worth it. I'm sure it is, but <laughs> I can talk my lodge into a lot of things, but not three grand for a cave. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> not for me, not without me, you know, having the money already. Right. So uh, that's what the donation for. It's not it's not going to help our lodge. Nothing like that. Right. Brother brother Jimmy, just, just thinking ahead here, I know you're going to have the donations set up the day of the event, but if there's any brothers out there, and there's a lot of brothers who believe in charity, which is one thing we're taught, if there's any brothers who are like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to make it, but this is a cool thing and I want to donate, How is there a way they can donate to you guys without uh, being there? There is. You can get up with me on Facebook. Um We've got PayPal set up. We also have like a square reader. You know, I can type your card number in, okay. type in an amount. You know, if, if you're wanting to give money without being there, I can make that happen, of course. You know, okay. there's too many reasons not to today. So that that can happen. Um, we have an event page on Facebook. Yep. You can contact us through there. There's ways to get a hold of us. We have a... Uh, a page on our for our lodge, you know, CD Ward Lodge number nine sixty one. You can get a, in contact with me there. I'm the administrator of it. There's ways to get a hold of me. I'm, if you call Grand Lodge, they can give you my phone number. All of them know me by name, know me by phone number. I call them all the time. Yeah. I like tell out of them. <laughs> um, they, I told them that. I said, "You all work for me. You all." That's right. That's, right. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Grand Treasure didn't like that, but oh, you know, no. hey. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, the way we conduct our degree here, we do the first section, okay, mm-hmm. and then we break, and that's when we eat lunch. Okay. And then when everybody's back in the cave, we lock the doors back. And we do the second session. So that gives you a little time to warm up. You know, older brothers may have a problem sitting or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so that gives kind of a little intermission in the middle. If brother has to leave, he can. Um, as far as making sure that you do not need to be got a hold of down there because it's not going to happen. Right. Once you leave the top of the hill, that's it. You are out of the world. Um, <laughs> off so the grid. My God, please. It's real off the grid. Um, get gas before you, when you leave the interstate. You know, right, right. You got less than, less than a quarter tank. Get gas. <laughs> um, but uh, so there's no we, – we will start at 11 o'clock this year. 
Nice. Last year we had some problems. We waited over because some guys got lost. That's going to be addressed this year. Like I've said to everybody I've talked to, if there's not a sign there, do not turn there. Right. I know better than GPS. I thought I did last year, but it <laughs> proved me wrong. <laughs> this year, I've got it cornered. I think I can do better. Um, so don't turn if there's not a sign. Right. If you do turn and see a sign with square and compass and an X through it, you've went the wrong way. Turn around. Okay. Now that's smart. Um, Signs that show you you've went too far. That's yeah. That's that's (laughs) good stuff. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, you know, some things you got idiot proof. Oh yes, I know that. (laughs) Um, but after the degree's over, you're welcome to hang around. We'll of course be there. Um, our lodge room. I would like to speak about this. We don't throw this together. We set up a lodge room like this is not you have to use your imagination or there's just an altar there there will be seats there will be podiums there will be the flags there will be the g there will be the altar there will be columns there will be a lodge room you got the three steps and two steps and one step and uh we don't go that far okay (laughs) because i'm not building stuff inside this cave yeah (laughs) we do we do have you know Basically, anything we can haul in, we haul in for it. Nice. Uh, and so, you know, it's not just a thrown-together deal. Last year, I spent many months. Well, actually, I didn't spend many months. I spent two months in preparation. Wow. This year, I've got a year. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Last year was very hurried. Uh, I found out in the end of September that I could, in fact, use the cave. And uh, the degree was in October. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> This right. year, before I left in October, I had, I had the cave and a date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing that again this year, y'all, but it was a madhouse. Oh, year. I bet it was. Well, but, uh, all right, then. I, well, I, 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 I'm excited. I wish I could be there to see yeah, it. I'm I, really I think uh, if, uh, if, that other Masonic podcast isn't fully represented. I think it might be partially represented because yeah. you seem like you might be going. And uh, yeah. I already got the okay from the wife. She said I can go. You need to take pictures. Oh yeah, what, take a what few pictures, pictures you can get a picture with Brother Jimmy for me. Oh yeah, and make uh, sure you get up with me. I I've told all the brothers I've spoke to that are traveling from out of state. Make sure you find me. I will probably be dressed in jeans and a blue pullover. Like zip up neck hoodie, it'll have my name on it. Yep. Uh, make sure you find me. Yeah, I will. Because I want to speak to our out state brothers. Last year, supposedly the Grandmaster of uh, Ohio showed up at some point. I got no idea. Uh. He never found me. I never <laughs> talked to him. <laughs> they said, "Oh yeah, I was there." I said, "Sorry." <laughs> a little busy. But uh, <laughs> find me. I may. It may have to be a walking conversation. Oh yeah. But find me. Okay. I want to speak to you. All right. Well, well, brother Jimmy, we we absolutely uh, we appreciate you letting us interview you and and talk about this degree, and we will continue to promote this oh, yeah. uh, for you. And uh, we will be getting in contact with you when we release this episode, so you can uh, tell all your friends. You can go back to your lodge and be like, "Hey, this weird podcast <laughs> thing from the state of Indiana reached out to talk to us about this degree." and <laughs> You know, oh, you'll, yeah, you'll deal yeah, with I've people in your lodge. They'll be like, "What's a podcast?" Because yeah. some some of our well, older members do I, that too. I told you, you know, we have the big lodge and then we have our lodge and the other lodge. Yeah, 
I gotta, I gotta kind of rub it in the big lodge's face a little bit, you know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they just did an interview with the mayor and never mentioned us, what, not one bit. So, oh. You know, I gotta kind of have a little something. Yeah, there, there you go. Well, brother Jimmy, thank you so much for your time, and we will be in touch, brother. All right. Thank you. Well, you will see you. All right. All right. Goodbye. Well, brother. That brother Jimmy, he could talk her, I tell you what. No, he ain't no Roger Van Gordon. Oh, no. He ain't, he ain't no Phil Batkins. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Uh, He's a good one, though. Let's, I like let's, him. let's put a bow on this. First yeah. episode. Third season, brother. Third season. And God, what a season do we have in store for we, you. It's going to be a good one. I uh, think. Uh, just a little teaser here. Uh, we got some big names. We, we, we do have some big names. Uh, and we've got a traveling. Be, we've and we're going to be traveling. I'll I'll get I'll tell you what I'll I'll share one little teaser with you. What eighteen eighteen or something? What we are going to be doing a recording from another place once again. It won't be Dubois Lodge. It same. won't be Huntingburg, Indiana. It won't be Jasper. It won't be the Scottish Rite Cathedral. But uh, it'll be somewhere that's well-known, not only in Freemasonry across the Midwest, but particularly across the state of Indiana. We'll have to travel, and we may potentially have a couple interviews in that one. Have a couple interviews at this place and with a member of the Grand Line. Yeah. Now, who that will be? Well, we can't give it away. we got to keep you coming back for more episodes. Well, but we, for now. We haven't got the okay yet either. So. <laughs> we do have the okay to record at this place. We just need the okay from the Grand Line officer that he will be there to be interviewed by us. Right. Uh, but, man, I'm stoked. Season three. Season. How are we on season three already? It seems like we just... Today finished season two. Well, yeah, see, like only happened about an hour ago. I'm telling you, we're <laughs> crazy. So for brother Todd and for brother Jared, season three, episode one in the books. That other Masonic podcast, like, share, follow, put the word out. Yep. Without you. This ain't happening. The only Masonic podcast in the Hoosier State. Yep. All our socials are that other Masonic podcast. No spaces. All right. Peace. Peace.